You are listening to the Mid-East Beast Podcast. This is Molly Livingstone hanging out in Jerusalem, which may or may not be Israel or Palestine. Over on the other side of the pond, we have Alex Giles in what may or may not be London, according to some sources. Hi, Alex. Good morning, Molly. It is most definitely London. Oh, you get to say that with such power and assurance where I have to question. It's why we ruled the world and messed so much of it up. We always sounded good when we were doing it. Now you sound like a bad divorced couple with that Brexit. So let's get down to the nitty gritty of what we want to talk about on this week's Ask Alex, because you seem to be, as you said, an authority. Let's talk about UNESCO, because we have this article on the Mideast Beast, UNESCO declares Katz's Deli Palestinian heritage site. Please note that Katz's Deli is kosher style. It is not kosher since this article, clearly that's the most offensive part of it. Tell us a little bit about, oh, the screaming in the background is not angry fans. Well, maybe just one. My my baby came out a little bit early, Alex. I don't know if you're aware. I'm very much aware. Yeah. Yes. Is she signed on as a, as a fan and a follower on Twitter already? Mm-hmm. Because we, you know, we could, we could do with everyone yeah. we can get. She has like a little baby iPhone. Excellent. She mostly just chews it right now. She thinks it's a boob, but eventually she will realize that it is. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Let's break down the article and break down what is up with UNESCO, because to me, it sounds like a cookie. Nabesco. Should we start talking about what UNESCO actually is? Because that might be something that some people listening to this aren't actually sure. Yeah. Well, like like me, you mean. Yeah. We're all learning together. So, yeah, UNESCO is is the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization, UNESCO. Yeah. Totally sounds made up, by the way. Totally sounds made up, but I I swear is real. (laughs) Okay. Formed in 1945 with the remit to build peace in the minds of men and women. Something that you can't really argue with is a good idea, I would suggest. And they organize a number of thrilling and controversial events. Next week, if you're if you're free, you could go to the summer school on plastics in marina and freshwater environments. What is that happening? Oh yeah. my god! Is that, is that so not in your sick. diary? Oh my god! No, I had the the school of aluminum, but I didn't even realize that plastics was happening. Yeah, yeah, the fre- like... the freshwater plastics thing is happening next week. So uh, <laughs> look, I mean, if you can get a babysitter, I recommend going to it. It's going to be a heck of a party. So you know, pretty controversial type of stuff like that. The director general. Is a, is a woman called Irina Bokova. Uh, she wow. is she is Bulgarian, and cool. she graduated from the Moscow State Institute of International Relations. Now I know when I say that I can hear a certain number of angry Trump supporters, you know, holding their rifles closer at the thought of this pretty much confirming what they think about the UN being a den of communism. Um, <laughs> but uh, I... but yeah, so she she was there, but that was obviously uh, before the wall dropped. But that's where she graduated from. I mean, it doesn't even sound real, so I don't know how people can get upset. Her name is clearly like a porn star thing. It's hard so far. So UNESCO, if you look on their website, you can see that they support such, you know, radical ideas as girls and women's empowerment, the eradication Mm. of poverty, education for all, protection of the world's cultural heritage, and securing the foundations of lasting peace. Now, you're going to ask me, given that, what's everyone got their panties in a twist about? And that would be a good question. And it would all be to do with the cultural heritage bit of their remit. Oh, that's the part I'm upset about. Okay, go on. That's the bit that you're upset about. So, all the countries in the world are members of UNESCO. 
that's the first thing to bear in mind. Like you're like you know everyone's a member of of the UN. Everyone is a member of UNESCO. Now the UK and the US withdrew in the 80s because they basically thought it was full of communists, but they came back. So the UK rejoined in 97 and the US rejoined in 2003 under that radical left winger George Bush Jr. So you know go figure how full of communists the place was. So everyone's a member. Israel was admitted in 1949, the year after you chaps turned up on the scene. How dare you? We were we're indigenous to this land. (laughs) So there you are. You're there from the beginning. It's all good. However, in 2010, you designated the Cave of the Patriarchs in Hebron and Rachel's tomb in Bethlehem as national heritage sites. We did this. You're accusing me of this? You did do it. Okay, fine. I accept. Yep, not argument about that. That's what you decided to do, National Heritage Sites. And UNESCO voted to declare those sites an integral part of the occupied Palestinian territories. And that the Mm. unilateral Israeli action was a violation of international law, you naughty, naughty Israelis. So basically you're told that, no, you can't open up a gift shop at the Cave of the Patriarchs and the tourist signs can't just be in Hebrew. That's all you're basically told. And Israel, perhaps not surprisingly, you got a bit upset about that. You said this was politically motivated, which, which no, is shocking. Because I, who, I know. Who'd have thunked it that an international organisation would be involved with politics? So that's a, one of the big first clashes. And then a couple of years after that, in 2014, there was going to be a big exhibition in Paris which is organised by UNESCO, and it was going to be called The People, the Book, the Land, the three-and-a-half-thousand-year relationship between the Jewish people and the land of Israel. And a number of Arab states said this would harm the peace process, so it was postponed indefinitely. Now, to be honest, there are loads of, at that point, loads of schoolchildren that would sigh as a relief all round, because really, you never want to be dragged around anything that basically your parents are going to be calling educational, when really you just <laughs> wanted to go to Disneyland Paris. So... Lots of kids were really grateful for the Arab nations trying to get that closed down. But... I have, like, so many questions already, though. Go ahead. Let's go in and then we'll get up to the most current bit in a moment. But, yeah, go for questions. Okay, fine. You said all the countries in the world are a part of UNESCO? Well, the ones that are members of the United Nations, which is... Which is everybody? More or less. Yeah. North Korea's not, I don't think. So maybe they are. I forget. It just sounds weird when it's a club that anyone can join. Isn't that the club you don't want to be in? That's my first thing. And second of all, how do they pick the heritage sites? Like, do they get like everybody together? I'm kind of like seeing like a, a youth trip, you know, and everyone goes and they look at the site. Absolutely. I mean, it's a very Byzantine system but essentially you'll have there are committees like with any of the UN organizations like with the Security Council and so on they will bring together groups of people that essentially for the year or for a period of time run the day-to-day business and and vote on these things but like any bit of the UN it being shockingly political you are going to get groups that will use anything to push forward an agenda So it's not surprising that Arab nations that use all of the bits of the UN to pursue a particular agenda are very on the lookout for anything that they can do. That would, so uh, yeah. you said before that Israel did this unilaterally, but then let's be honest, with most of those Arab nations being there, it's not like we had a friend who was like, yeah, I'm going to support you. I know there's the US, but they're like the fakey friend. They do like what's good for them. So if that looks good, they'll do it. But like 
they ain't no queen bee when it comes down to it. So don't you think that Israel should, if it is a patriarch or a matriarch, be able to label those places as heritage without it being so controversial? Like, give me a break. You know, that's absolutely true. But, you know, let's not be naive. Pretty much everything that Israel does is controversial. Exactly. Everything that happens in this region is controversial. It's like when we talked about last week and we talked, or two weeks ago, and we talked about Wonder Woman being banned in certain mm. countries because the actress is Israeli and Wonder Woman right. is, not, is not Israeli because she is Amazonian. Now, if you can make Wonder Woman controversial and political, then you can sure as hell make cultural sites that have been there for thousands of years and which both sides, for obvious reasons, want to uh, claim as their own how these things become really controversial. You understand that, like, just to put it out there into perspective, these heritage sites are, like, very boring and dull, as most heritage sites can be. Yeah, you don't really want to go around them, no. Yeah, like, who... I mean, okay, I get that people do go there. Honestly, I think I've been there maybe once, and for me, it wasn't, like, so great. To me, heritage and culture, I think we should... The big controversy is get ready for this one, Alex. Mm -hmm. Homos, homos, okay? Who is homos? Because Israelis will be like, oh, that's Israeli food. And the Palestinians are like, well, that's Palestinian food. And the Lebanese are like, no, that's actually ours. And the Syrians are like, hold up, guys. And the Egyptians are like, we have hieroglyphics to prove that hummus originates here with Pharaoh. So those kinds of things should actually be, in my opinion, more controversial and more cultural. And yet we're talking about sites that no one is even going to. (laughs) For some people, very little amount. You make a very good point. And hummus has the advantage of being delicious as well. Um, yeah. I mean, we, and gassy, which proves that it's a Jewish thing. But okay, fine. I mean, absolutely. I mean, one of the small mercies of the conflict between us here in England and Ireland, the conflict that's now been broadly resolved, is the Irish never had any good food. So there was never really any debate about wanting anything that the Irish actually uh, were producing, apart from potentially yeah. whiskey and Guinness. Well, that's what I was going to say. Who needs good food when you have great alcohol? Yeah, those, those, those are the two things we could discuss. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, the controversy, to bring this back to the here and now... Oh, I'm so sorry that I took us away from you the here did, and now. Well, but just so we can kind of get to the end point of this, and then we can, we can go from there, is that you've got what was called the Occupied Palestine Resolution in 2016, Mm. when UNESCO passed a resolution on East Jerusalem that condemned Israeli aggressions and restrictions on freedom of worship and Muslim access to holy sites. And it was then last year that uh, Israel froze ties with UNESCO. But it's really important to point out, and I think this really sums up the, the political nature of this, that both the UN Secretary General and the Director General of UNESCO condemned that resolution. I mean, that was something that was driven through yeah, but let's face China. it, that's a Jewish conspiracy, isn't uh, well, it? Well, yes, yes, absolutely. And, you know, UNESCO tried to uh, soften that resolution. But however, last month, UNESCO recognised the old city of Hebron in the West Bank as a Palestinian World Heritage Site. And of course, just remember, that uh, site includes the Tomb of the Patriarchs back in 2010 when you decided that was a national one. So cue outrage in three two, one. <laughs> so outrage. basically we're, we're fighting over where dead people live yes. as dead people. Oh, yes. they don't live. That sounded stupid. Yeah. So that's what we're fighting over. And meanwhile, as you said, is Israel still freezing ties with UNESCO? Well, you are, I think, in a, in a chilly state with them. Yes, you've withdrawn your, your people. Your, your ambassador, when the vote was taken, he took his mobile phone out 
and said, it's my plumber in my apartment in Paris. There's a huge problem with my toilet. It's much more important than the decision you just adopted. Which I think, <laughs> he, I, 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 I have a suspicion, though, that he was practising that all the way through. He knew the vote was going to go badly against him. So he spent some time working out his line. <laughs> That's like the most delicate way of ever calling BS. Yeah, exactly. And, and then like... Yeah, really yeah. defined it. Yeah, pretty solid burn there. So, you know, you're right. You are in a situation in which you are arguing over places which most people never really want to visit. And what can we say? This is uh, this is the world that we live in, and we get to make fun of all the time because so much of it is 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 ridiculous. I mean, you would have more luck making a fake Twitter account and saying that these places are a heritage site and having more respect than anyone giving two shits about UNESCO labeling and not labeling sites. I mean, it's just no one cares. The whole thing sounds made up anyways. I think I should do that. I think I should do like a John Oliver move. You know how whenever he says, if we did this, I think we should at the Mideast Beast make a fake Twitter account Mm -hmm. that labels sites and we should just start labeling the crap out of sites and we should make them all kinds of labels. Like, let's be inclusive, right? Let's give North Korea a chance to own a little piece of a Jewish or Palestinian heritage. And let's also then go to, you know, the opposite side of the world can israel own a little piece of iran and just see where that takes us that's a lovely idea i think that's a beautiful idea i do i think i think it is too i think it'll if we start now with a bit of luck your daughter's children or possibly grandchildren (laughs) will benefit from that because that's the type of timeline it's going to take for uh, anyone to sort out this nonsense yeah well, it's good for them because as bureaucracies like to remain in power, it's very important that they have something to hold on to. So if they have these issues to constantly deal with, then they'll have to keep hiring more and more ridiculous people from Bulgaria that go to fake colleges in order to make sure these places are condemned or high-fived as legit. But, you know, that's just my opinion. I'm going to go with America on this. You know, they've gotten really out of the whole labeling thing. Mm-hmm. I've noticed with my daughter, I'm like very hesitant to say she's a girl vagina or not right because like god forbid i label her she doesn't have a name yet that's because i choose not to label and i think maybe we should just like stop labeling everything here too like maybe that's the push we need from the american side to step in with her great big un balls and put her money where her mouth is on that no labels no labels Molly, on that note, I love where you're going with that. Yeah. And by the way, before I do close it, I know, I think part of the upsettingness is that we take BDS and I know that I call BDS BDSM. And that could be why they get a little bit upset because we're (laughs) always there with the first punch. So they always got to punch us back. I'm just adding it out there. So there's either we should do the Twitter account and just make some fake crap up and go along with it and see how far we can take it. Or we don't label at all. Right? It's I think one a, both good plans. Other. Both good plans. Let's push that out. Hopefully some people listen to this will make some comments. We can get some change. Yeah, I want to get some people out there to say what they feel like. So remember, you can listen to this at themidispeace.com. You can go on Facebook at The Beast. Share your comments. Be as rude as you want. Alex doesn't mind. He's used to it. I am. And of I course... Am. And of course, on Twitter at Mid East Beasties. And we want to thank Scott for putting up with this crap. He's our editor and producer. He has to listen to this. Also, let's not forget the man behind this, Adam, who keeps telling us what to do and we just keep not caring. Is that a little bit accurate? He's like a really bad Zionist conspiracy, isn't he? (laughs) 
<laughs> and I want to thank this week also my daughter, who shall remain nameless for the sake of not labeling, for putting up She Was Crying in the Background. I think it's because of the whole UNESCO disaster. But I did stress that UNESCO did label the deli, right? Mm-hmm. The cat's deli, the kosher style cat's deli is now i can't even remember if it's jewish or palestinian or israeli and that's the beauty of it it doesn't matter it's just good food it's okay food (laughs) (laughs) all right you've been listening to us here on the mid-east piece alex thank you as always for chiming in from the other side of the pond it's a pleasure we'll be back with more this is molly livingstone from jerusalem in some part of the world